You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, how are we feeling the day after Thanksgiving? Mm, I'm full of turkey still, Stace. <laughs> I'm still full. Uh, I've been eating all day. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, thanks for clicking on the show today, guys. We have a whole bunch of questions uh, to get to a lot of Soto questions. We're going to be talking a lot about Juan Soto today. Also, need to talk about Nestor Cortez. We need to talk about Garrett Cole. There's a whole bunch of things you guys want to know. So, Stacey, let's just go ahead, and jump right to it. Like, let's let's get the turkey out here. Uh, <laughs> let's let's start with this first one coming from our Lockdown Yankees insiders. As you guys know, Lockdown Yankees insiders get priority on fan mail Fridays, which this is a fan mail Friday, so you can be like Eric and have the very first question. Eric asks us. What is the earliest you think they will trade slash DFA Stanton? And by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric. Stacy, uh, let's let's ignore the uh extreme unlikelihood of this happening. But like at, at what point does push come to shove? I mean, of course it's not happening. I said he was gonna hit 35 home runs in 2024. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Um oof. I feel like they I feel like they would give him a whole season. I don't think they would. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they would do it in the middle of a season. I really don't. But they could shock the hell out of us and do it. But I feel like there were other guys that they gave time to before they let them go. And I feel like he knows he has to do better this year. And I think he's really going to work his tail off to get better and improve and I feel like he's going to in my gut and I feel like this won't even be a problem, but I really feel like if he does come back in 2024 and he's not as bad as 2023, but still not good. I still think they're not going to do it mid season. I think they're going to maybe try and do something in the off season to get rid of him. That's fair. Um, I don't disagree with that. I think an in season move would be, I mean, as unlikely as any of this is, um, if there's any way the Yankees could work a trade, obviously they'd have to eat the majority of that contract, regardless that money is guaranteed. So if they could work a trade, that would be preferable because mm. then they at least get something out of it as opposed yeah. to a straight DFA, you get nothing, right? right. You just cut, cut your losses there. Um, I feel like this season would have to be pretty bad to get to a DFA state, just considering there's still multiple years left on that contract. Um, the likelihood again is just so 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 minuscule. You really need Giancarlo Stan to to be any sort of productive uh, on the field. You just need it. He has to be a part of your roster and he has to be a part of your lineup on a consistent basis. So, I mean, keep dreaming, dude. I, I really like. I, I think it's it's so much better to invest into trying to make him into something mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, oh, how, how do we get rid of this? How do we get rid of this problem? It's like this is your problem. Yeah. This is your problem to, to figure out. So I, I want to make that plain, simple, and right up front that uh, it's so, so unlikely. It's right. just so unlikely. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the potential there is still – there's still baseball left in him. Yeah. And there's still potential there. And if you can get even half of what he was in his you know MVP season, <laughs> then that would be plenty. <laughs> it would be plenty. So – it would be close to 35 home runs. 
sure. Sure. Your prediction, your your super, super bold, way too early prediction would be pretty dang true. So I don't think you should be in that camp of keeping your mindset there of how do we get rid of this problem? It's how do we fix it? And fixing it is ultimately going to serve you better. I think this season, again, would have to be pretty darn bad for it to happen in 2024. Yeah. I feel like it would have to be a complete disaster. It'd have to to be near levels of this past season slash worse. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, I feel like, you know, they did DFA a couple of guys that they owed money to. And not that much. Right. Well, no, not that much, but eh, I don't know. Not that much. Not that much. It's a whole boatload of money, man. It really is Uh, for anybody. For anybody in in <laughs> super rich baseball terms too. Oh no, but I mean, like on top of what they did already, you yes. know what I mean? To have to do that after what they did with Hicks and Donaldson, and just like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, if I had to give you a time frame, earliest is 2025. Yeah, like I feel like it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, earliest is 2025. Yeah. Thank you, Eric, for your question. We have one more coming from our Locked On Yankees Insiders Club. This is coming from Kike asking us if we can only get one, Soto or Yamamoto. My fear with Soto is, given his incredibly high MLB leading walk percentage, do we trust the rest of the lineup we already have to bring him in? Mm. I'm not too sure, but of course, any addition is welcome in my book. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Kike. Um, Stace, let's take the first part of this, Soto or Yamamoto. They obviously come with separate caveats because Soto is one year. Yamamoto is un MLB proven. Right. And they also clearly fill different voids. Oh, gosh. This is tough. I feel like it's tough because, you know, me with uh, the left hand, I feel like they need the (laughs) the left handed bat more than they need Yamamoto because I feel like they can get someone maybe someone else in that rotation possibly but oh gosh that's a tough one i don't know i'm gonna i'm going to uh (laughs) puzzle game my way through this here if you're sophie's choicing me i go yamamoto Mm. because in 2025 you have a chance to get soto but in 2025 you won't have the chance to get yamamoto right okay that makes sense so yeah. Yamamoto now, yeah. you sign a multi-year deal, Soto becomes a free agent after next season regardless. So you, you're you right back in the sweepstakes again. And you yeah. didn't have to give anything up for either of them. You keep all prospects. Okay, yeah. All right, I but agree your, with that. But your second part here, I understand, right? Because he's a table setter. <laughs> yeah. Which obviously he also drives in runs. If he's in that situation, he's going to drive in runs. We know that. But yes, he is, in theory, a table setter and, and is better when there are guys to drive him in because of his on base. He's always on base. Well, so, I mean, if Stanton gets better. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Just anybody. Judge. Help. Everybody help. <laughs> yeah. SOS. SOS. Yeah, where would he bat? Wow. Shoosh. Probably top of that order. Because right. Because the Yankees still don't really have that leadoff guy. Yeah, like it was Glaber or it was Volpe. It was sometimes DJ. Like it was all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. He'd lead off in my book. Yeah, and then Judge can drive him in. Maybe yeah. Glaber. Th- Soto, yeah. Soto, Glaber, Judge. Soto, yeah. Judge, Glaber. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. It's fun to dream. <laughs> yeah, and then it's Cole Yamamoto. 
Rodon. King. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kike, for your question. Don't forget to join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club, and you will get guaranteed answers to your questions, either in text or on the show. Check out the episode description. There's a 14-day free trial. All right. Now, for the rest of the show, we got our YouTubers. So that means we got a lot of YouTubers here today. We got a lot of questions. So let's go ahead and get to this first one, Stace, from our YouTube community. This is coming from Martin Ober 249 Do you think Nestor Cortez will have a comeback year in 2024, or will he be a flash in the pan like Aaron Small in 2005? Stace, you're around. In 2005, is Nestor Cortez the new Aaron Small? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, it was great when he first, yeah, because he literally came out of nowhere and it's like, who is this dude? And he started off like 10 and 0. Um, I really hope he's not. I I feel like he probably won't be as good as he was in 2022, but I also feel like he's not going to be as bad as he was in 2023. There's going to, it's going to be like a happy medium there. And he might be like a strong number four in the rotation. Yeah, he was obviously pitching above his weight in 22, at mm -hmm. least his projected weight. Yeah. Um, here's my concern with Nestor Cortez. It's the type of injury he was dealing with in 2023. Yeah. It was the general fatigue stuff that like, I'm not necessarily as concerned about the shoulder stuff. Mm -hmm. It was the general fatigue. Yeah. That's such a weird thing that you're like not really sure how you fix. Mm. Like anybody doesn't, you know, <laughs> he's just like, I just don't feel good. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. want to specify? Like, oh, I feel tired. Uh, drink mm -hmm. coffee? I don't know, dude. Like, like <laughs> there are some maybe routes you can take there. We don't have all the full details of what that general fatigue kind of entailed. Like, right. it, was it just a um, conditioning problem, or you know what what was it? Right. Uh, that's that's where I kind of go dark, and that's where I also kind of have some genuine pause on him. I go, uh oh, like how long does that last? Is it, is it something that's going to, you're going to have to continually deal with? Is it going to be an innings limit thing? Is it going to be uh, you know, a long relief? Is he going to be a piggyback guy? Like it's what do you do to try and get the most out of Nestor Cortez? And is, is that fatigue problem just a flash in the pan? Because if that is then, okay, I could totally see a comeback year uh, right. potentially here for Nestor Cortez. But like if, if that fatigue problem persists, I don't know. And I think that's going to be like more frustrating than pretty much any other injury that you could possibly have is because you just don't really know how to fix it, you know, and there's just no end in sight and that kind of stuff. That's, that's tough. That's tough. So hopefully it feels like Rizzo, right. It feels almost similar. the same as like the, it, different things, but similar in that you're not really sure how they're going to come back from what they have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's a little worrisome. Mm -hmm. um, we have more from our YouTube community. Of course, you can always guarantee answers with the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Cub Club. So stick around. We got more questions when we come back. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. 
This weekend, the Giants will be welcoming the New England Patriots to MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Both teams are not doing well. <laughs> and the Patriots are favored, but only by 3.5 points. And the over-under for the game is only 34. So do with that what you will. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming YouTube channel. Guys, there's tons of good stuff over there. In case you don't know about the Locked On Network, there's a show for every team. So like, you're, like literally, there's like, like literally every shows. Team. Every team. That's yeah. the whole basis. If you're just like a Locked On Yankees fan, like if you like another team, just go check out that show too. Just throwing that out there as a general, like if you're a Rangers fan, just go check out Locked On Rangers. There you go. Anyway, check out the 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well if you need some background sound. Okay, Stace, uh, some more questions here from our YouTube community. This is coming from Booyah Get Yanks asking us, do you think the Yankees need to spend big this year to have a scary team like they used to have back in the day? The Yankees have not had a big offseason in a long time. Stacey, is it time to open up the checkbooks? Is that the only way out of this? Yes but they have to be smart about it. They can't just be willy nilly with the money. They have to do it in a smart way because I feel like they were smart when they opened up the checkbooks in the 08, 09 off season because they signed CC, they signed AJ, they signed Teixeira. They also traded for Nick Swisher. Like there were other things that they did in order to make that team better. And I feel like this team now needs to do the same sort of thing. Like you can't just be signing big money guys. You have to do other things as well to make it a better <laughs> year in 2024. Um, I'm going to go against the grain here on you. <laughs> I think there's no amount of free agents out there right now that can fix the Yankees issues and you can just walk away hands clean and be done with it. It's not the same as that off season. Well, this yeah, off season true. Is different. So there, there are too many holes to plug to where, look, you can sign the right guys, quote unquote, you can trade for the right guys and they can also not pan out. Like that could totally happen. True. Rodone was, a, was good in 2022. That could not pan out. Right. And it didn't pan out in 2023. There's still years left. There's still years left, but it's not like Soto changed the Padres in 2023. It's not like you can just go out and get him and, and hope that that's going to solve all your issues. Cause or Xander Bogarts, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go out and tell you that's not going to solve all your problems. Yeah. So there are not enough free agents out there that are can't miss that are going to change the Yankees in 2024. Now that doesn't, that shouldn't be a deterrent. You should still always try to be improving your club, but you have to get craftier this offseason. And that's a job for Brian Cashman in the front office. You have to be a little craftier than in other, you know, like last offseason, there are obviously way bigger free agents out there. This offseason, not the same. Not the and, same. And previous years that they passed up on. So. Yes. Don't need to belabor that. We talked about that a thousand times. But yes, I am with you. Uh, thank you, Booyah Get Yanks. Appreciate your questions as always. All right, this next one is coming from 13iffy. Uh, 
commenting on our episode about our worst takes, uh, saying, love that you can poke fun at yourself. Great episode. Thank you. Your question. I am a new fan. Watched baseball for one year, and I still don't know much about Yankee history. What is one good game available online from Yankees history that I should watch? Uh, let me just be the first to say, welcome to baseball. That's awesome. I'm so happy that you're, like, you're into it and uh, loving it and learning about it. That's that's so great. Uh, welcome to the baseball community. It is Sometimes a mess, but <laughs> it's uh, my favorite thing on the planet. So there's that too. Stacy, uh, one good game available online to watch uh, if you're trying to learn about Yankees history. Mm, goodness gracious. There are a bunch of games that you can watch. Um, most of them within the last 25 years, I would say. I feel like if you can find it, and I think you can, because there are certain accounts on YouTube that have these games, but I feel like <sighs> the division series against Baltimore when Raul Abanez hit the pinch hit game tying home yep. run and the pinch hit game winning, well, not pinch hit, but because he had pinch hit the game winning walk off home run. Spoilers. Just, just because I know, just because uh, that was incredible. Um, Aaron Boone game, I guess, is another good one. Uh, and if you do want to go far back in history, just to see an older game, I know it's online. I was watching it the day of its 45th anniversary, but the Bucky Dent game, October 2nd, 1978, it's one of the most infamous games in Yankees history. Look up the 1978 Yankees, look up what happened in the season, and then watch that game and you'll realize how intense it was. I feel like uh, that's a good one. If I may make a pitch is one that many 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 people watched Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium too. yes that's yeah that's yeah a, I can't I can't watch that without crying because that was the last game that my dad was alive for but um yes that was a good game <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty important moment in Yankees history so mm -hmm. check those ones out and uh I'm gonna put this on to our locked on YouTube community help them out yeah put some suggestions here in the YouTube side put them in the comments uh for one three iffy uh give us some suggestions Maybe, maybe we missed some. Maybe what's your favorite, if you can find it. Uh, of course, if you have MLB TV as well, they're back archived a couple of years. So if you have that or if you had it like this past season, then you can look on there and have like full res. You know, you have to like weirdly find it some weird spot on the Internet. So <laughs> just just a heads up. If you have MLB TV, uh, there's the last couple of years are all on there, including postseason stuff, by the way. If you're looking for it, um, thank you for your question. That's a, that's a fun one. Okay, this next one, Stacy uh, mentioned we're going to be talking about Juan Soto here today, so let's go ahead and get to that part right now. Uh, Angelo Reyna five three three six asking us: San Diego decides not to trade Soto, and Yamamoto signs with another team. What players do the Yankees pivot to? Uh, obviously, we're we're playing in a hypothetical world here. Clearly, uh, the Bellager sweepstakes, uh, should that be continuing at that point, would be the obvious, like Yankees just go for Bellinger. Mm -hmm. um, Bellinger, if it if it works out still in my head, makes a lot of sense for the Yankees. Obviously, left-handed power bat, as you know, can play center field, and then once Rizzo leaves, can take over at first base. Like It makes a lot of sense. It's just still the what-if of it all. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's clear. If, if, if Bellinger's still available, that's, that's the clear, clear answer. Uh, we've talked about Kevin Kiermeyer on multiple occasions. That still seems like regardless of what happens on that front, that Kevin Kiermeyer could still totally be a part of, of this whole thing. Um, just for depth purposes and a great glove and it's going to be a low buy, pretty decent reward type guy. Um, so those are, those are like the obvious ones for me. 
on the pitching front. Um, you know, nothing outside of Snell is, is like as heavy investment. Um, there are guys out there, you know, like your Lucas Giolitos, your Michael Lorenzen's the guys that, uh, were dealt at the deadline this past year. So I wouldn't be too shocked if regardless, they at least check in on guys like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Angelo, for your question. Really appreciate it. And uh, one more here in the segment. We have more coming up later on in the show. Uh, this one's coming from Robbie Garn7732 asking us, my biggest concern this offseason is that we have a repeat of last year and only sign a pitcher, be it Yamamoto, Snell, or Monty. Keep dreaming on Monty. And then sign a <laughs> player like Margot for center. Tell me why I'm right or wrong. Robbie, I've kind of talked about this a little bit already on the show. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm not too uh, keen on them, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and and living up to what they've been preaching. I don't know how you feel about that, Stace. Yeah, no, I'm 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 not. I'm I'm not happy because I'm just I'm just worried. I'm anxious about this off season and I'm worried it's going to be the same thing as last year where they're just like, oh, and <laughs> think, okay, we're done. That's all we need to do when it's clearly not all they need to do. But again, it's not like there are a lot of choices out there. Like, yeah, like you said earlier, it's not like it's the same kind of off season as it was 15 years ago. where you had all these big ticket free agent dudes that you're like, Oh, and those plug some holes that it's just not the same. So yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, my you, biggest concern too. You got to remember these players can very well sign with any other 29 other teams. <laughs> like you're yeah. you're not it's not just like wow, you didn't go get him. It's like, yo, sometimes they just wanted to play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and there's unfortunately nothing you can do about that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Sometimes someone wants to go play in Texas. Sorry. You can make your pitch as best you can, but sometimes it's not just the money, dude. Like Yeah. Just want to play somewhere else. Just how it is. It's just how it is. Um, but yeah, you're, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong at all, man. I don't think you're wrong at all. It, it's it's a concern because uh, until they prove that they're going to do it, then we're just kind of going off blind faith, right? That's how it is, dude. That's how it is. Yep. Um, we got a couple more questions, so stick around. Back here on Locked On Yankees, Stacy still thinking about this last question here about uh, the off season from Robbie Garns, and can you kind of briefly uh, brief me, if you will, what was like the sentiment from the front office heading out of the 2022 season? Was there this kind of, like because right now obviously they're saying big changes, big changes, and all this stuff. Like, was that still pertinent? Like, was that part of it? Like it ended sourly, obviously gets get knocked out early and all this stuff. Like, was that part of it? Cause that's, that was right before I kind of jumped in here. Uh, it, there was a lot of lip service, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of, it was no, it was more like we, well, we made the ALCS. It wasn't a bad, we made the ALCS. It's like, yeah, but you got swept out of the ALCS because of problems that your team had. Like it was really, Hal was really like hell bent on that whole, well, we made the playoffs. We made the ALCS. What else do you want from us? Kind of thing. That's what it felt like after 2022 and going into the off season, because the big concern was bringing back judge. Sure. Yeah. He kind of stole the spotlight there. Yeah. Like really, I feel like if that wasn't part of it, maybe they would have done something different and more, but because of the judge thing, but yeah, no, they were, they were like, no, well we made the playoffs. It's not a bad, 
season. It's like, did you not watch the second half and watch how that team got shut down embarrassingly bad in the ALCS? It wasn't like a bad week for them. It was a bad second half of the year that just was magnified by a thousand on a national stage in front of everyone as they got swept out of the playoffs. So yeah, no, there was like no, mm -mm. not that I remember. (laughs) I was just wondering, I was just wondering if I, I mean, at least in some front, at least there is the conversation around it from the front office, from the team going, yeah, no, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. At least, at least that happened. So maybe you're leaning in the right direction. Um, okay, we had a couple more questions. Just wanted to get that in there. Uh, this is coming from one of our tried and true at Sejanuzzi asking us, Garrett Cole did much better than I expected. Well, guessed he would do. I thought something more like 190 innings, a whip of 115 or so, and then an ERA of more like 330. Do you think the pitch clock can help him pitch better, stay ahead of batters? Thank you, Sejanuzzi, for always being a, a part of our family on Friday questions uh, episodes. Stacy, the pitch clock uh, at the beginning of the season, Garrett Cole was singing the praises right away. Like he he very much uh, was in favor of the pitch clock, which is great because it clearly worked out. Was he uh, the one that said he was practicing with the pitch clock before the season even started? Like when he was warming up, like at home, he was practicing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he came out and said it, but if a player of pitchers weren't doing that, what are you doing? Yeah, I th- <laughs> I think he did. Don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure he did we'll have to look that up but i think he did and i think that's why he was in favor of it because he kind of trained himself pacing yeah yeah the pacing of it obviously changes things especially guys who labor a lot garrett cole i, I didn't think labored a lot before but no. uh yeah maybe it just kind of kept his head straight uh kept his attack plan going and you know the way he was attacking this season was See, was the pitch uh, clock was positive <laughs> uh, it was positive in many many ways I know. <laughs> uh and i what did i say at the beginning of the season before the season even started mm-hmm. but yeah no i uh I, I think it definitely could help could have helped um we'll see if that continues into 2024 clearly it's it's a great season but uh, in the scheme of a career it's a small sample yeah. Um, so we'll see if that continues here throughout 2024. I'd be curious to see if uh, he can keep up the numbers that he had last season, because clearly there were most of them were career bests. So, yeah, uh, I don't think um, causation creates correlation here, but I don't think uh, on the same front that uh, there isn't something there. I think there very much could be some some sort of tie there. And, and again, we'll see if that continues into 2024. And of course, we've already heard that they're thinking about tinkering with it a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, they're changing it. They're shortening it when someone's on base. Yes. Is that what it is to 18 seconds? From 20 to 18 seconds. Um, but that's not confirmed. That's not done. The rules community has not voted on it officially. But yeah. Uh, thank you, Sejanezi. I, I, it's very interesting that you point that out. I really like that question. Uh, we have one more here today, Stacey. This is coming from a newcomer. Has not asked a Fan Mail Friday question before, at least that we've done on the show. At Blake Randolph asking us, with the Yankees adding Brad Osmus, how quickly do you see the Yankees pulling the plug on Boone and replacing Osmus in his place if the Yankees look anything like this past season? Love the show and watch every day. Thank you, Blake, for being an everydayer. Stace, uh, we kind of joked about this, but let's give it some credence. Like, if the Yankees are playing poorly in 24, um, do you think they go against their own practice in pulling the plug early and replacing it with, uh, with Brad Osmus? I feel like they'd have to be really bad. Like, I feel like they'd have to be like 10 games under 500 by like June 1st, (laughs) you know, like something like that. And I think that would be 
the limit there. If they're just middling like they normally do, that's not going to happen. But I feel like it has to be a big like dip yeah. for them to even toy with that idea. It depends on what they do in this off season too. Like if, cause they know there are faults with the team, their issues, like as much as you think they're incompetent up there, they still know what they're doing, at least to some degree. Um, so they, they know the holes, they know what the issues are. They're going to try to address them. Um, we'll see if they end up actually doing it and being successful in addressing them, but let's play in the world where they don't address them. And it is a bad off season. You can't put it on Boone next year. And right. Like they know that, like they know that. Um, you know, you, you, you give someone bad ingredients, you can't make something good to eat. So, uh, I think that kind of goes into it. That there's still a lot of what ifs before we get to that point. The only way I see there's, there's two routes. I see where Boone leaves early in 2024. It's a disaster, just disaster. Even if it's a bad off season, uh, I'll point to the guy that replaced Brad Osmus last in Joe Madden. Mm. Uh, if the angels don't lose 14 in a row, Joe Madden was still going to be the manager. Uh, but they did lose 14 in a row. Something had to give. Was it Joe Madden's fault? I mean, it's everybody's fault. Something had to happen. And that's what happened is they fired him. So that would have to happen in my eyes for Boone to go. Um, and then the only other way I see Boone leaving early in 2024 with his contract or before his contract expires is if he loses the clubhouse. Yeah. If the guys just don't trust him anymore, don't believe in him, and he loses the clubhouse, then it's done. I feel like that's not going to happen. I don't either because yeah. they're pretty ride or die for him. But those yeah. are the two Those are the two paths I see. Um, it's Remember not like when we were thinking that maybe they were going to get to that 14 when they were getting to nine? nine and we discussed yeah. that Angels losing streak. Like, what's the limit here? Like, what is yeah. the – like, yeah. 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 It would have I, to be I something like that. 13 to 15. That's when you go, dude, something's got to change. <laughs> yeah. It, it can't, it can't just be a pitching coach. It can't just be a hitting coach. Like it's gotta be your manager. Mm -hmm. Like it's just no excuse at that point. Yeah. So let's not get there. How about that? Yes. How let's about we do there. that? Yeah. How about we do that instead? Let's not get there. Uh, <laughs> but thank you, Blake, for your question. Uh, and appreciate you being in every day and appreciate you jumping in for the first time. And super cool. That's your part of the show now. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, and thank you guys for your questions here today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're thankful for you still, even though we're past Thanksgiving now, we're still thankful for you guys. Uh, and of course you can join the lockdown Yankees insiders club. We had uh, a few this week here from our insiders. Everyone was eating too much Turkey. Uh, so uh, we only had a few, but we got a plenty from you uh, on our YouTube side. We obviously didn't get to all our YouTubers. There were a couple more questions that we just couldn't fit in here today. Um, but if you want to guarantee answers to your questions, make sure to join the insiders club and you'll get priority and other perks. And that's going to do it for another week of lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you on Monday.